Paradox by Scott Jansons I saw nothing when I looked through the eyepiece Franz handed me, and told him so. Of course not, said Franz. Right now, the time site is set to look into the future. From this point in time, the future doesn't exist yet, not in any meaningful way, so it can't be seen. He twisted a ring on the site and bade me look again. Through it, I saw Franz welcome me at the outer door to his laboratory. Outside, the London fog created yellow halos around the gas lamps along the lane. I watched Franz take my coat and top hat and hang them on hooks beside the door. Then my own image grew as it approached where I currently stood, by the fireplace. Extraordinary, I said. How far back can this device see? Nearly a thousand years at the moment. Theoretically, given enough electrical charge, we could see creation. Amazing! So you've given up on travelling through time in favour of seeing through it? Not at all. The sight is the final piece to my time-seat. I asked you here tonight to witness man's first trip through time. I scoffed. Light is one thing, but surely you can't move physical objects through time. It's really quite simple. I'm surprised it wasn't done decades ago. But if time travel is possible, I argued, then why have we never encountered men from the future? Why, I'd expect this room to be packed with spectators from the future, waiting to see the first time journey. Nonsense. There is nothing to be gained by witnessing this event, not compared to all the forgotten knowledge to be rediscovered. Rest assured, with your record, the future will remember Franz Varga. He took the time sight from me and fitted it into an apparatus, mounted onto the left arm of what used to be a common parlour chair. He seated himself in the chair and made an adjustment to the sight. Then he fiddled with some levers protruding from a box mounted to the underside. "'Don't you think you're being a little hasty?' I asked. "'I don't need to remind you of the cloud-chamber incident.' He waved me off impatiently. "'There is no time to waste if I'm to make a time voyage before Mackenzie does.' At that point I knew he would not be dissuaded, not where his chief rival was involved. "'Where are you going?' I asked. "'Just a test run.' he assured me. A hundred years is a nice round number. I plan to bring back a newspaper as proof of my journey. I need you to note the precise time of my departure and return. To an observer here, I should appear to be gone only a few seconds. I removed my pocket watch from my waistcoat. I synchronized it with Franz's pendulum clock and nodded my readiness. Franz arranged himself in the time seat, straightened his coat, and took one last peek through the time sight before turning a dial on the right armrest I hadn't previously noticed. On that night, Franz Varga embarked on man's first trip through time when he vanished with his time seat. When he didn't return after thirty seconds or so, I began to worry. He said he'd be away only a few seconds. Surely he meant minutes, I consoled myself, while keeping an eye on my watch. After several minutes had passed, it came to me why he couldn't return. I imagined Franz looking into his dark time sight. From his point in time, the future didn't exist yet. Not in any meaningful way. This is Paul S. Jenkins for Escape Pod. Find us at escape.extraneous.org. For reviews of many things SF, plus original fiction, check out the RevUp Review at revupreview.co.uk.